Hello and welcome to the Let It Ride podcast coming to you on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, College basketball is in full swing conference championship week. However, the NFL stealing the headlines with four huge news stories. Josh Walker is here to break them down with me. Josh, how are you doing, man? I'm good, Jeff. Always a pleasure to be with you, man. How are you? I I can't complain. I'm here working the A-10 tournament, and I was planning on doing some college basketball podcasts this week. But as I said, the NFL, as it always does, the NFL is king. If something's going on with the NFL, it steals the headlines, and it did so this week. As I said, four huge stories this week. Aaron Rodgers obviously re-signing with the Green Bay Packers. Two huge quarterback trades, Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson, both on the move. Then we have the disappointing news with Calvin Ridley being suspended for the season for gambling on football. Uh, I would like to start with the Russell Wilson news because it is the biggest story out of the four. However, I don't think it would have happened had Aaron Rodgers not re-signed with the Green Bay Packers. I think the Denver Broncos clearly had their target. It was Rodgers. I think Russell Wilson is kind of the silver medal for them uh, in this situation. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, I've read something where they obviously knew Rodgers was essentially going to go back to Green Bay, so they turned their attention to Russell Wilson. So, I mean, I can't knock off having Rodgers as one option and then Russell Wilson being one uh, B. So, uh, but yeah, they, the Denver uh, Broncos they definitely got a quarterback. Uh, they are definitely swinging for the fence and the fences the entire trade here. They trade two first round picks, two second round picks, Noah Fant and Shelby Harris uh, for Russell Wilson. Uh, the picks obviously are huge. Anytime you ha- you trade a big-name quarterback, you want to rebuild, which Seattle is doing here. However, I don't think it can be overlooked that Noah Fant and Shelby Harris are both solid players, um, and I think Denver is going to miss them, uh, definitely eating into their depth a little bit. Yeah, uh, Shelby Harris was a locker room leader. Noah Fant was an emerging tight end. They do have another tight end, Albert O. I think you'll see him. They'll probably draft another tight end as well, so. It's still early. I know everybody's so excited they got Russell Wilson, but it's still early. Like a lot of moves haven't even been made yet. So, uh, there uh, we'll hit the we'll hit the Denver side here first. We'll talk about uh, what this how this trade impacts both teams moving forward. Obviously, now Russell Wilson on the Denver Broncos. You have two solid receivers here uh, in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Tim Patrick decent out of the slot. Uh, you lose Noah Fant. You still have a solid defense. So this team looks like they should be in contention. However, I think I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, Denver's defense is better than Seattle's. But when you look at the two offenses, everyone's saying, oh, Russell Wilson's going to be great with his receivers. Uh, look at the receivers he had last year. He had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. The offensive lines are fairly similar in Denver and Seattle. So I'm not really seeing where people are getting that Russell Wilson is going to all of a sudden just be unlocked and be the Russell Wilson he was three, four years ago. Uh, he has struggled uh, the latter half of the last two seasons. I don't think he's the same quarterback anymore. Mm. Uh, I think Russell be some beginners stages with those guys, but I think Russell be fine. The fact is, is that, yeah, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are two very good. You could make an argument. DK Metcalf was great. I don't know how you want to look at it, but uh, – Two very good receivers. The KJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Uh, I'm missing someone else. Tim Patrick, Albert O. Denver is what Tampa Bay was a couple years ago. They just needed a quarterback to guide them. That's what Denver is. Now, I'm I, again, I am 
I am not going to compare. I think Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. I just I think he is not what he used to be. I don't think he is Tom Brady. I don't think he is Aaron Rodgers. I think Denver would have been a Super Bowl contender had they landed Aaron Rodgers. And a lot of people are thinking, oh, they got Russell Wilson. It's just as good. I don't think it's just as good. I saw a lot of people talking about the quarterback moves that were made, and they were comparing Aaron Rodgers to Russell Wilson. Like, oh, these are great moves. And then saying, oh, the Wentz move was a bad one. I honestly think Russell Wilson is closer to Carson Wentz at this point in his career than he is to Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, I disagree. I know Russell Wilson's never won any team. I think he's more closer to Aaron Rodgers. Let me just say this. Tom Brady's obviously I have an infatuation for Tom Brady's my favorite football player. One of my favorite football players. Nobody will beat Tom Brady. But I do believe Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Russell Wilson's on that Aaron Rodgers level. Russell Wilson has been playing for Seattle, an organization who can't draft. The Packers can draft. The last pro bowler that the 49 I mean, that the uh, Seahawks drafted was a punter. The only yeah. pick that Gray Bay got wrong in the last couple of years was Jordan Love. Yeah, that was a and big we, one, too. Yeah, I mean, like, it, was, it was a big one. I give you that. But they have one pick wrong. A.J. Dillon is solid. They could have had another receiver. Okay, I give you that. But they draft offensive linemen well. Defensive linemen well. Rashad Gary is emerging. They probably had to have a bigger role when they lose uh, Darius or Preston Smith. But um, I just believe Russell Wilson is a top five, top at worst top seven quarterback in the league. Now, when you look at Aaron Rodgers, you talked about how the Packers have a better roster, and I think that they do. But if you look at this last season, the Packers were decimated with injuries. They were down their top three receivers for for a game, and they ended up beating the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night football. David Bakhtiari, the best left tackle in football, or maybe second behind Trent Williams, missed the entire season. Aaron Rodgers was the one constant with that team. And, of course, the one game he missed, the offense completely fell off a cliff and didn't score any points against the Chiefs. So I just think to this point, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, those type of guys are just – a step above a guy like Russell Wilson, who I think maybe at some point was on that level. I just don't think he's there anymore. You've seen him struggle the latter half of the last two seasons. Now, granted, that Seattle offense did come alive uh, in the last couple of games of the season, but that was against Detroit and against a Arizona Cardinals team, which really got exposed. And you could argue that Rashad Penny was the was the fulcrum of that offense because he was explosive to close the season. No, he was. I know everyone's saying the AFC West is the toughest division, and it is as far as quarterbacks, but not as defenses. Russell Wilson is leading the toughest division as far as defenses. He had to go against the Rams twice. He had to go against the 49ers twice. He had to go against uh, Chandler Jones and J.J. Uh, well, J.J. Watt just got there, but Chandler Jones twice. He had to go against solid defensive players. AFC West doesn't have that. Aaron Rodgers can look good because he's in a phony division. The difference between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, Tom Brady was in the following division too, but he's winning championships. Aaron Rodgers isn't. So my point is that I believe, I still believe Russell Wilson is a top five, top seven quarterback. I, I definitely believe that, and I definitely believe Denver has gotten better. I'm not going to say they're a Super Bowl contender. I can't say that off one move. I got to see what other moves they make. But they definitely got better, for sure. I don't think there's any denying that they have gotten better. Obviously, Russell Wilson, uh, whatever he is, if he's 80% of what he used to be, if he turns out to be 100% of what he used to be, either way, he's better than what they had in Teddy Bridgewater. And certainly with Drew Locke starting games at towards the end of the year. So it can't be denied that Denver got better. I'm just not sure I would put them up there. Which, If you look at the betting odds right now, they're being put up there with uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, with the Baltimore Ravens, with these teams that have proven playoff success that I don't think you can put Denver on that level just yet as far as the contenders go. Let me ask you this. I know it's a little bit early, but I'm going to ask you a question I don't like people asking me. So right now, you would take Cincinnati over Denver? 
I, I wouldn't necessarily take them over Denver, but I'm just saying I'm not sure that they they haven't shown anything. This team hasn't done anything. Cincinnati's coming off the Super Bowl run. I think their odds are a little inflated as well, but they're putting being put in the same spot as the Denver Broncos, who have not done anything yet with Russell Wilson as their quarterback. I just need to see it first. No, I mean I can understand that, but I don't. I don't have a problem with them being the same odds as Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati is. I think Cincinnati is a little fraudulent, and the people will see that uh, next year, but. Um, and they had some breaks go that way. I mean, they played Tannehill in the second round. That's the best second round matchup you can have, no doubt. And then they played, then they played the Raiders in the first round, who was just happy to get there. They was running across the field when they made the playoffs just because the season that they had. So uh, I don't have a problem with Denver being up there as the rankings. When you get a top five, top seven quarterback, you should be up there. And, and I agree. I just, I, again, uh, it remains to be seen. I think we are a little bit apart on our takes on Russell Wilson. I just don't think he is that level of quarterback anymore. Had Denver landed Aaron Rodgers, I would have picked them to win a Super Bowl. I think, oh, here we go. A third straight year of a free agent quarterback winning a team a Super Bowl. I think we would have seen that. I don't think Russell Wilson, I think he makes this team better. I don't think he makes them the favorite to win the Super Bowl like Aaron Rodgers would have. So you don't think Russell Wilson is a top seven quarterback? I don't. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I think he used to be. I think if you're talking about collective uh, accolades what he's done throughout his career absolutely right now at this point he's just looked bad down the stretch of the season too often for me to to put him up there anymore yeah but we all we all seen quarterbacks need help and we all seen the team the problem is that the team isn't any good like if he don't do what he's supposed to do they don't win tom brady love him man won an nfc championship game and threw three picks in the second half the defense made plays like I, I just can't put all that on Russell Wilson. And I, if you don't mind me asking, so if if he's not a top seven quarterback, just name who you, who seven quarterbacks you think are better than him. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes uh, okay. is the number one. Um, Josh Allen definitely. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, obviously the reigning MVP. Aaron I think Aaron. Um, guy put me on the spot here. I didn't have anything prepared for this. Um, I think honestly at this point, I take Justin Herbert over him. I. Justin Herbert is is on the rise. He's only going to get better. I think we have seen the best days of Russell Wilson. So at this point, I would take Justin Herbert over a guy mm-hmm. like Russell Wilson. I would take Joe Burrow over over Russell Wilson at this point as well. Uh, I don't know if I've gotten to seven yet, but I'm getting pretty close. About oh, four or five, okay. <laughs> uh, my point being, uh, you can need Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, all these other younger guys who who could still, I think. Their ceiling is higher than what Russell Wilson can give you. I think Russell Wilson's on the decline, and this is my half-brain theory on it. He is a smaller quarterback that's uh, that's relied on his arm strength. When you look at guys like Drew Brees, who, yes, are smaller quarterbacks, were able to have sustained success throughout their careers because they, Drew Brees didn't rely on his arm strength. He relied on on his short passing ability. Russell Wilson relies on that deep ball. And when you're a small guy, you're putting your entire body into a throw. Uh, I'm 35 years old. I know what happens to your body after you hit 31, 32, 33. You start to lose more and more and more every year. You'll get there soon, Josh. It's coming for you, too. You start to lose more and more every year after 30, and I think Russell Wilson is just on the decline. Yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you on the decline, but Aaron Rodgers, I agree with Patrick Mahomes, I agree with. I can't say Joe Burrow is better than Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. I can't say and I've been critical of Josh Allen. You can make that case. I, I, I'm not going to kill you for that. Okay, right. you, you, could, you could have that. Even I would, if you gave me Russell Wilson, I wouldn't mind that, though. I would just say it like that. If you think Josh Allen, okay, I can somewhat see that. He had a great playoff run. Okay. But Joe Burrow, come on. 
So yeah, what made Russia? what made Russell Wilson so great uh, when he was at his heyday in Seattle? What was his calling card? Well, when they won the Super Bowl, they they, they ran the ball, played defense. But I'm saying they they I'm saying after they lost the Legion of Boom, they were still in contention. The reason why they were in contention is because of Russell Wilson. Absolutely, I'm not I'm not denying that. But I'm so talking I'm about point. Russell Wilson's escapability, his ability to make guys miss. I remember watching him. Sit in the pocket for a, it felt like a full twenty seconds in a game against my Cowboys, where he just kept making defenders miss, gave, gave his receivers time to get open. He doesn't have that ability anymore. He is he he doesn't run the ball anymore. It's just like Kyler Murray. If you take the running ability because, away from these guys, they're not the same quarterbacks. Anymore. Because Russell Wilson doesn't want to get hit because that offensive line has been terrible. Now, Denver's I know, I know better. I, I if it is, it's slightly better. I, well, I mean, slightly better, better than. Better than nothing. So my point is that I think Denver will improve that offensive line. They got some money, but see, see, if Seattle was drafted in Pro Bowlers and they weren't winning, fine, bro. But the Pro Bowl they drafted was a punter. It was a special. He's a specialist. Like, come on, like I, I can't. I can't they did recently draft DK Metcalf. I think uh, that. Yeah, was... I mean, all right, that's one player. Rashad Penny. You talk about Rashad Penny, bro. He had one good game, two good games at the end of the season. He's a first round draft pick. He should be doing it all the time. Like, well, come, come on. on. Like, they, 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 they're not drafting, like, how Tampa Bay drafted for the break. Like, I, like they had the structure set up. Like, how Denver is. Denver needs to structure well. Would you make this point? Michael Parsons was the best rookie. The second best rookie was Patrick Sertan. Defense rookie. Uh, Javon right. Holland's up there. But, no, but Patrick Sertan was solid. I definitely wanted that Dallas to draft him as well. Um. Obviously, a lot of people slandered Denver for not taking a quarterback there. They could have had Justin Fields, but I think obviously they had their eyes on on, on somebody else. Yeah, veteran on, this on year. Or, uh, or, uh, sure. I agree with that. But I'm saying. Then they grabbed Devontae look- Williams later on. They did have a good draft. Yeah, they, they have drafted draft. well. And you, and you look at that. Yeah, well, no, but they've they've done well since John Elway uh, seated control That's of that team. So, when they were under control of John Elway, they weren't two and two. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, they weren't. weren't. They, they got rid of him. So I drafted him. Only thing I'm not will give John Elway credit. Man, drafted Von Miller. So I can't say terrible draft. He drafted Von Miller. I give him just like the same thing with Belichick. He did draft Chandler Jones. So I'll give him that. He did draft Ron. No matter how low Brady or whatever. So I'll give him that. But. To get, get back, back with uh, Russ, I just not gonna put all the blame on him. I just think he's a top five, top five quarterback in the league. It remains to be seen. Obviously, if Russ is able to return to form, then yes, this trade is a home run. Now, regardless of if you get peak Russ or not, I don't think they're winning this division. I think you're still in the division with Patrick Mahomes. So I think you're looking at a five, six seed uh, at the most. So when you look at a five or six seed, even once the playoffs start, putting them at a plus 1,400, plus 1,500 to win the Super Bowl, I think is a little bit gaudy for a team that's clearly going to be a wild card team, have to win games on the road in the playoffs. Well, I mean, you can make that point. Uh, I just think this would be the first time that confidence is everything. I've seen it with Tampa Bay. This would be the first time Denver really believed that like, we got somebody we can ride with. And to me, that's just half the battle. So I believe Denver will be better. I believe Denver, at worst, will be the second best team in that division. I don't want to say they can win the division just on Russell Wilson. I don't want to see what else they do. But I believe that right now, yeah, they, they, they're emerging. I think uh, they are definitely, obviously, better on the defensive side of the ball than the Seahawks are. I think the offenses are fairly similar. You still have the two big receivers in Seattle. As I said, I think the offensive lines are are fairly similar as well. But when you look at the defensive side of the ball, clearly Russ is going to be rocking with a better defense this year. You talked about Patrick Sertan. I think Bryce Callahan is one of the most underrated players in the league. A fantastic Absolutely. slot corner. 
Um, you got Von Miller who's saying that he wants to go back to Denver. You got Bradley Chubb still there. You got Simmons, one of the best safeties in the league. So there's clearly some pieces. They definitely need to work on linebacker. Uh, Bobby Wagner is available, possibly, that he comes with Russ to Denver. I definitely think you could see that happen. Uh, if they make some moves like that, there is some moves that they can make to bolster uh, their standing, at least in my view. I'm just not ready to put them with the favorites just yet. I think they're a wild card team. I think they're going to be competing with the Chargers uh, for second and third at the, in that division. But as we've seen, you can have three playoff teams come out of the same division. Yeah, yeah. I think when you look at the yeah. AFC, it is loaded, but uh, there definitely should be three playoff teams coming out of the AFC West. Uh, right, right now, now I'm going to say two. I'm going to say Denver and Kansas City. You remember that there's a third, there's a seven playoff teams. There's a third wild card spot. I, I do. I do. I, I believe that. Uh, so teams... I think the AFC North gets two in. I don't. I think the AFC East gets one in. I think the AFC South gets one in, and I think you get three out of the AFC West. Um, so I who see... do you have making the leap? Uh, do you see uh, a team like the Dolphins or uh, I, I see, see Miami, Miami getting better. better. I, I definitely, definitely think Cleveland, Cleveland will be better. better. Uh, uh, Miami, Cleveland, who's that? Who else? You uh, got the Colts, the tit- the Colts or the Titans? I nah, don't know. I, I, I can't make that division. So we're really definitely we're that definitely agreeing one one team out of the AFC South. Then. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're agreeing that one team out of that division. I believe the AFC East could get two, AFC North could get three. Okay. I, I see two coming out of the AFC North. I think I, we talked about this before. I think the Bengals are going to take a step back, and I think the, Steel, the Steelers are still rocking with Mason Rudolph as their quarterback. Now, they can obviously change that, but they, yeah, they have to do that. something. Yeah, I don't believe that. And that's, that's why I believe, I believe they can. They, they, if they, they were to get somebody, somebody like Jimmy G, I know we talked about this a little bit, they get somebody like him, they can make the playoffs with Jimmy G. Uh, we will definitely touch on that here in a little bit. Just as we s- segue into the next trade that happened, that was for Carson Wentz. Uh, everybody is lauding this this Russell Wilson trade and and basically crapping on the Carson Wentz one. They're talking about, oh, yeah, Russ, Russell Wilson, his calling card is, I uh, talked about his elusiveness. People say, oh, he takes care of the ball. And people talk about Wentz like he's this interception machine. I saw all these people saying, oh, yeah, Carson Wentz, he's going to come in and, and uh, uh, Diggs is going to get all these picks and Slay is going to get all these picks. Last season, Carson Wentz had a lower interception rate than Russell Wilson. Slightly lower, but Russell Wilson threw 1.6% uh, of his passes were intercepted. Carson Wentz, 1.5% of his passes were intercepted. And I think this goes back to something that we've touched on, something that I think we both agree on, is that so many, particularly sports fans, only remember the last thing they saw. And the last thing yeah. they saw was Carson Wentz struggling against Jacksonville. And, yes, that was a terrible game, but I don't think that you can just lump that in and just say that's who he is. This guy is a former MVP candidate. This he guy would've... yeah, would have won the MVP if he didn't break his leg. The, the Eagles probably still win the Super Bowl if he doesn't get hurt. I think they were able to do it with yeah. the Bulls. There's no reason to think they wouldn't have done it with Carson Wentz. Nah. So what separates Carson Wentz from Russell Wilson? They're, they're guys that have been great and have struggled recently. Uh, why is – everyone so down on Carson Wentz and so up on Russell Wilson. I think it's what I said. Russell Wilson had a big game to close the season, two big games to close the season, and Carson Wentz had a bad one. I think that is the only thing separating them at this point. No, no I, mean, I mean, I just think, think Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson is bad. Let, let me just say this. To get back, back to your point, point about Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, yeah, Carson, Carson Wentz was going, going to win the MVP. MVP. And he tore his out. So, so, I mean, if you got that act, like, nothing happened. Like, he tore his ACL. So, like, that matters. They build a shrine to Nick Foles. Nick Foles. So, that's going to affect you. So, 
I believe Washington got better. The same thing I said about Denver. I believe Washington got better. I believe Washington has emerged. I believe Giants will be better next year than what people will give them credit for. Uh, I believe that Washington's gotten better as well because they got a quarterback. That's just saying like that. Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke. Yes, absolutely. So why are we acting like he's not? And it's not like they gave up the farm to get them. They gave up they so they swapped second round picks. Everyone's like, oh, they gave up two seconds. No, they're getting one back. So they swapped second round picks and they gave up two third round picks, and it might be another second. And they have an out in his contract as well. So this is a very low risk, high reward move for the commanders, I think. And to be fair, the end of the season week, they can yes, make there's that too. They can definitely make playoffs. The Eagles made it with Jalen Hurts. And, and I'm not saying just like Jalen Hurts. He's emerging, wishing none of the best, so he can get better. But they were the seventh seed. The, the same, same thing that happened to them, I know Washington beat Tampa Bay in the regular season. Don't get me started on that. But I believe Tampa Bay would beat them in the playoffs. So, come on, like, Washington got better. And the thing about Carson Wentz, too, you talked about he tore his ACL, and people, a lot of people like to say that he was never the same again. He had a solid season when the Eagles were decimated at receiver. He was the first quarterback in the history of the league, I think, to throw for 4,000 yards without a 600-plus-yard receiver. He was he spreading the ball around. With the, with, with, with the, with the, uh, Colts. I think, I think Pittman, Pittman had a great year. Other than that, the receivers are average. So what I was getting at, Terry McLaurin is the best receiver that Carson Wentz has ever played with. And Carson Wentz is the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin has ever played with. I think that is a dynamic that could be very successful in Washington. And this is coming from a Cowboys fan. Trust me, I do not want to see any success coming out of Washington, but I really like this move. I think Carson Wentz is going to make Washington the playoff team. I don't want to be held to that fire just at this moment because I haven't seen anything else they did. But right at the draft, Ladies and gentlemen, get it all. Well, I'm, I'm just telling you what I'm going down with my money on. So I was making the playoffs. Who I'm talking about? Surprise. It's like, obviously these are my favorites. I'm talking about surprise things. And I got my own Washington. I'll just say it like that. So we'll see what else they do. I mean, I don't think it can be denied. It, it, we just talked about uh, who are the playoff teams going to be in the AFC. In the NFC, it is looking bleak. Obviously, you have the Packers, who are clearly going to win the NFC North again. You'll have, you'll probably have another two, maybe three teams out of the NFC West. Uh, the NFC South, who knows what's going on there? All those Morning. teams getting old. Tom Brady leaving. You have the Panthers. Don't still don't have a quarterback. Matt Ryan all of a sudden is the best quarterback in that division again. So you have no clue what's going on down there. The Saints are in cap hell. Uh, you're probably going to get two playoff teams out of the NFC East, and I think it's very mm-hmm. clearly going to be Dallas and Washington. Uh, not to be funny, you, you might, might get, get three. three. Because uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready I'm not, to claim the ready. Giants or the Eagles. I'm not ready to get one. Maybe, maybe two. Um, the Vikings yeah, are always right, floating around eight and eight, nine and eight. You know, ten and seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I'm I'm saying, you could put them in there. Even though I think Chicago and Detroit will be better. They definitely, especially, uh, like I said, Detroit and Chicago, because they, they compete. When you compete, that's after the battle. If Justin Fields is able to make a year-two leap, I think Chicago could be really good, but they still don't yeah. have any receivers. Exactly. And they, they just lost, lost their best one. They let him walk the free agency, and now we're out. Uh, but that means you're only getting one at match, two out of the NFC North. You're only getting one out of the NFC South. That might be the worst division ever. Um, might get... Both Souths are pretty bad. I think the AFC South yeah. is right up there now, too. You, you might, might get two or three, three from, from the AFC West. West. I mean, the NFC West. And that's it. So the NFC East, make a chance. Make a chance. So, 
So uh, we're, we're both high on this move, higher than most people are. Uh, from the Colts' end of it, I really didn't see – and, like, at this point, I, I reported yesterday that, oh, a, a trade with Jimmy G is incipient, uh, is in progress, because it has to be. Why else would you make this move? There's literally nobody else you're going to get if you're the Colts uh, that, that's going to be better than Carson Wentz, except for maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that's a lateral move. Yeah, yeah it's, it's lateral. It's lateral. I, 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 I said this to a friend on the phone earlier. You live in D.C., so I can't use the ball on analogy. Uh, I, I will, I'll, I'll use, use it anyway. If Jimmy G is better than Carson Wentz, it's from Baltimore to Ocean City. It's not that far. It's not like it's like from here to California. It's like, come on. Like, it's a lateral move. Doesn't make um, Indianapolis that much better. Okay, so if they get to the playoffs, are they going to beat Denver, Kansas City, like the Chargers, the Chargers? The one thing I will say is that the Colts are very similarly built to what the 49ers were. And the 49ers were able to have success with Jimmy G. So maybe that's what they're going for. But I, I just I don't see it as much of an upgrade. I, I mean, but I believe the 49ers system, and they got better playmakers than what the um, the Colts. I mean, you have Jonathan yeah. Taylor there, obviously. That the yeah, running but, game is going to be dynamic, but they don't have they don't have a Debo Samuel or a George or Kittle. The team. There's no doubt. Or, 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 or IU. They don't have that. Who's the Brandon Pitt, IU Pittman, from the coach? Pittman is is comparable, I think, to IU. They're obviously different type of receivers, but I think from a talent yeah, standpoint, but, they're comparable. But IU could say third, fourth option. They don't even have not to be fun. They don't even have a college you check on that team. Well, very few teams use the fullback anymore. No, but I'm, but saying, but I'm saying he's a fullback that majority basically is a extra tight end. No doubt. They don't even have that. So I I I, I just to get Jimmy G like, okay, you you move laterally. Okay, cool. Like what 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 better has that got you? Now I I think a move for them now uh, Dallas has not released Amari Cooper yet. I think they could maybe trade uh some of those picks they just got or one of those picks they just got and, and acquire Amari Cooper. A, a move like that I think might be beneficial to the Colts. And then you add a guy like Jimmy G and you're I think you're working with something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Amari with the coach. That's, that's not a bad move. I know you want to so you can get something for him instead of just cutting. Yeah, absolutely. Especially considering that the first round pick that we gave up for him uh, uh, could have been a, a stud receiver that came. Uh, Debo Samuel uh, went after the pick that was made, uh, that was traded for Amari Cooper. So, yeah, I, I definitely would like to get something back for him, uh, given what we gave up for him. Uh, I forgot to backtrack and touch on the Seattle Seahawks side of that trade. We did it for the Colts. I'm going to throw something at you here, and uh, not sure if anybody else is going to agree with me, but I could definitely see it happen. So Seattle's offense now, with Noah Fant, with DK Metcalf, with Tyler Lockett, uh, obviously with Drew Lockett quarterback, it's not going to be great, but would you agree with me that if they got a quarterback, uh, they could still be a formidable offense? Yeah, I think I, I, think I know where you're going at this one. So... They just acquired some picks. Obviously, they couldn't make a splash trade because they didn't have any picks. What if they made that trade not to rebuild, but to acquire another quarterback? And I am talking, of course, about Deshaun Watson possibly going to Seattle. I 100% agree with that. I like that move. I like Deshaun Watson to be Seattle Seahawks. I like him to Tampa Bay, and I like him to Carolina. They're the three teams that I think will be in the market for him. 
Now, obviously, Seattle is uh, struggling on the defensive side of the ball, but I think if you add Deshaun Watson to that offense, I think they, they'd be one of the best offenses definitely in the NFC uh, and then up top five in the NFL easily. Two dynamic receivers like that. We talked about uh, Carson Wentz and Terry McLaurin. I think th- that would hail in comparison to what you would have with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fant, uh, and Deshaun Watson, regardless of if he's played football in the last year or not, I think he would step right in and just be electric in Seattle. They'd be winning, have to win games 42 to 41 with that defense. But man, I really like uh, the prospect of that uh, for Seattle. No, I like, I love it because just like we said, Carson Wentz to Jimmy G is a lot removed. Russell Wilson to Deshaun Watson is a lot removed, which means Deshaun Watson can compete in that division. He wouldn't be the worst quarterback in that division. I think he's a good argument. He'd be the best quarterback in that division. I'd be, be definitely be between him. Uh, I think Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray. I think you can make a case for all three of them. Uh, they they have all shown the flashes of being uh, the best of those three. I, I think it'd be a toss up, really. Yeah, but if you said, if you just looked at all those guys with a clear slate and none of them had problems, and obviously I'm talking about one of them, I would take Deshaun Watson over both of them. Now, uh, problems aside, uh, he spent a year away from football. That's the only thing that would give me pause as far as saying that Deshaun Watson is the best of those quarterbacks. If you go back two years, yes, absolutely, Deshaun Watson was the best of those quarterbacks. But there's no telling what a year away from football is going to do to somebody. I, I, don't, I don't look at it that way. I should look at it the opposite way. It's the same thing in the NBA. I tell people all the time that Kawhi Leonard is the top five player in the NBA. They're like, yo, he's not playing. Bro, the Clippers are the seventh seed without him. They would be a championship contender if he was playing. That's a top five player. It's the same thing with Deshaun Watson. He's he's not playing this year. Most people look at that as a negative. I look at it as a positive. He's not getting hit. That's how you look at that, especially with a quarterback that likes to move around. He, the way he was getting hit in Houston, he's not getting hit this year. That, to me, I, if, if his situation is handled, let me say it like this. Aaron Rodgers would have been my number one target. Deshaun Watson would have been my number two, and Russell Wilson would be my number three. If his legal situation was solved and everything was just on up and up and you can go, that's how highly I think about Deshaun Watson. Now, it, it all really depends on how he's taking care of himself because, as I said, time away from football, you're right. It, it, it's the rest versus rust uh, argument. Is it better for him to get the rest and get his body right, or is it better for him to be playing football? Now, if he is training and conditioning and taking care of his body, no doubt. He can be fantastic, but if he's not doing those things, and, and that's just on the personal side of things, we have no idea what he's been doing with this downtime. No, you're right, but I just believe that just because of what he's been charged with, I believe that he's ready to go. He's ready to show people like, yeah, yeah, all right, I'm Deshaun Watson. I'm ready to show y'all what I'm about. So I, I, I feel no uh, – I have no problem in believing that he's in condition just because that's always been his character. He's always been in condition. So that, uh, uh, as we talked about on the last podcast, this QB carousel is going to have guys in new places. We had two of the names, now three of the names already off the board. Rodgers going back to Green Bay. Carson Wentz on his way to Washington. And Russell Wilson on his way to Denver. Now, you could say that, oh, that's two teams off the board. But that's also now two more teams that need quarterbacks. So you could take the Seahawks and the Broncos off the board as far as needing a quarterback, but you're just throwing the Colts and Seahawks right back in there who are going to be in contention for these guys like Deshaun Watson, uh, like Jimmy Garoppolo, like a Jameis Winston, a lower level guy such as Mitch Trubisky or a Marcus Mariota. Uh, do you have any idea uh, what is your next, like predict the next big QB move if you could? The next big one. Uh, 
I don't know. That's a good question. Put me on the spot like I did in the top five, top seven. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, now, I, I think it's Jimmy G. To yeah, the yeah. I would probably say Jimmy G. And I would probably say it's either the Colts, the Steelers. Um, I would say one of those two teams. After Jimmy G, because we probably got that together. So, I would say one after Jimmy G. One after Jimmy G probably would be I probably would say combination of James Winston and Mitchell Trubisky. Where do you think James goes? I think he stays in New Orleans. Or if he doesn't stay in New Orleans, I believe if Pittsburgh doesn't need a Jimmy G, I believe they'll be interested in James. James fits the type of quarterback that they like. Big, strong. When he's right, big, strong, they can make plays. I absolutely agree. That was going to be my next point. I was all for Jameis Winston returning to the Saints. I think I'm going to change course. I think the most likely option is that he ends up in Pittsburgh. We talked about this on the last podcast. He really fits their cap situation. He's not going to command a high dollar like a guy like Deshaun Watson would, uh, like a guy like Russell Wilson would have or Aaron Rodgers. So obviously the Pits- Pittsburgh was out on a lot of these top-level guys. But if you look at the talent on that team, I think Jameis Winston could do really well in Pittsburgh. Obviously you have uh, Mike Tomlin, I think, might gravitate uh, to a black quarterback. Uh, there's a lot of bad history in Pittsburgh with African-American quarterbacks. A lot of them, they came out and slandered Cordell Stewart and uh, made up rumors that he was gay. Uh, obviously, with Michael Vick, they brought up all of his past transgressions. Uh, the city of Pittsburgh, I think, is a little bit behind the times with that. And I think signing an African-American quarterback, obviously you already have uh, Tom Lennon as a black coach there, I think uh, could be a really good look for the city as a whole. Yeah, I, I didn't know Pittsburgh's history with African American quarterbacks was that deep. Uh, but yeah, I I'm just talking about skill player wise. I just believe Jameis Winston would be the best option if they can't get Jimmy Garoppolo. No doubt about that. And then obviously we talked about uh, guys like uh, Garner Minshew who could go there. Uh, you're I'm a little bit higher on him. You're a little bit higher on guys like Mitch Trubisky. Uh, those I think those would be kind of like the consolation prize at this point. Uh, maybe you could trade up in the draft and, and grab a guy like a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett if you're Pittsburgh. But I think that they have to grab somebody that's ready to make them ready to compete right now. Because you look at the pieces that they have. They have uh, big-name receivers. They have Deontay Johnson. They have uh, Chase Claypool. They have playmakers on the defensive side of the ball in T.J. Watt and Micah Fitzpatrick. I think you need a quarterback with this team. I don't think that they are ready to hit the reset button and go into rebuild with a young quarterback. I think they have to sign a veteran. No, I agree. I definitely agree. I definitely think that they, uh, they're they in win-now mode. I, I, I think so as well. Um, any other quarterbacks that we didn't hit that you want to touch on before we move on to the Calvin Ridley situation? No, I think we, we touched them all. We touched the, I would say, uh, second-tier level. But we touched Trubisky. Uh, we touched Gardner Minshew. Uh, no, nah, I believe, like I said, Russell and – Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are the two biggest dominoes I had before. Yeah. And I think, uh, like like we said, the next the next two big ones are Jimmy G, uh, Deshaun Watson. I think we'll hear news on Jimmy G here shortly. Again, I'll, I'll say uh, in closing on this, I really think he's going to go to the Colts. I don't think the Colts make a move like that unless they have a contingency plan uh, ready to come in. Uh, you don't make a move. You don't trade your quarterback. It's like like a job. You're not you're not supposed to quit your job unless you have another one lined up. You're not supposed to move on from your quarterback if you don't have another one lined up. I don't think uh, – that would be smart by the Colts to do that. So I think that means that Jimmy G is on his way to winning that Indianapolis. Okay. That's so, so that moves us on to the Calvin Ridley situation. I have some thoughts here. Obviously the year suspension, uh, 
what are your thoughts here? I'll let you uh, open the floor on this one. I mean, well, yeah, obviously he shouldn't have gambled. I wish he was smarter and used somebody else's account. Because when he caught jammed up, but I mean, it's hard for me as someone who gambled to tell somebody they shouldn't be gambling. So, so with, that, my... with that with that being said, again, he's in the NFL, so he has to uh, use better judgment. Uh, no doubt, uh, he he did not use good judgment. He made a terrible decision, and now he is suspended for the year. I think the year suspension is a little bit harsh. The NFL, if you're the NFL, you two things. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. You cannot be in bed with, with FanDuel, with DraftKings, with Fantasy Football, with all these different casinos. You can't be in bed with them profiting off of gambling like this and then crack down like this on a guy who wasn't even playing. Yes, he's a member of the team. He shouldn't have done what he did. But they're cracking down on him like he uh, – they're so afraid of a situation like a hot Rod Williams, like a John Kuhn, uh, Tim Donahue, Shoeless Joe Jackson, Pete, uh, Pete Rose to a lesser degree because he was betting on those teams, on his own team. But those first three guys were shaving points in basketball, and then obviously Shoeless Joe Jackson threw the World Series. So that's what you don't want. You don't want teams tanking games, intentionally losing. Uh, this was a situation where I think the NFL gets in trouble with umbrella terms. Uh, so you have this umbrella term that is anything gambling. Oh, oh, a year suspension. They're treating it like he was throwing a game, which he was not doing. He was away from the team. He made a $1,500 bet. Yes, it was stupid, but it does not deserve a year suspension. I really hope that this gets cut shorter uh, in appeal because I don't think that Calvary really deserves to be away from football for a year for betting on his own team when he wasn't even playing. No, I agree. I, I do think the suspension will be upheld. I don't think it's going to get reduced because they want to make an example out of him, but I agree. There shouldn't be no yeah. I mean, you can you get suspended less for domestic violence than you do for gambling on the game. And then, you know, again, you should. I believe everything in life. You should understand the situation and the circumstances in it. Like he, it wasn't like he was betting in the locker room on the on the team. Like he wasn't even with the team. And for him to bet fifteen hundred dollars on the Falcon shit, he deserved a little use. So like, come on, man, like. So you, uh, hit the, you hit the nail on the head as far as um, you have to be able to use discretion uh, in situations like this. And that's what I was getting at with these umbrella terms that the NFL uses. Like you talked about domestic violence. Obviously, they can't just come out and say that, oh, they, this is domestic violence. They, they don't have just a you get suspended for domestic violence. They have a quote unquote personal conduct policy and everything falls under that umbrella. And that's why you can have a guy do something horrendous and only get a six game suspension like that. Meanwhile, that gambling umbrella uh, it's looked at all as the same, and it's not all the same. You have to be able to use discretion in any given situation, and the NFL has done a terrible job of that. My problem is they look at gambling as more of an offense than domestic violence. That's stupid. That's not people been gambling for years. I mean, I don't want to break no news, but I've been betting before they had sports books. I mean, you bet with people, so I mean, I just come on, man. Like you, you got to use, like you said, better uh, transgression. Be just. Understand the situation. Understand the room. Like you're in bed, you're in bed with these partners. Come on, man, stop. And now, Calvin Ridley. Now, now what we're, we're talking about, like, yeah, he was dumped. Like, obviously, we've all been gambling before. Gambling hasn't been legal that long, and I've been betting for <laughs> for twenty years. I haven't been old enough to bet for twenty years, but I've still been doing it for twenty years. So you can find ways to do it. But that's the thing about it. Calvin Ridley didn't go through some back alley channel. He wasn't trying to be shady. He wasn't trying to throw the game. To me, the situation. Uh, with Brian Flores accusing the Dolphins of asking him to tank games, I think that's more of a transgression than Calvin Ridley throwing $1,500 on a game that he had no part of. 
but it's being treated but it's being treated like it's this taboo thing and if you're the exactly. nfl like i and I'll, I'll say this again you cannot have it both ways you cannot be in bed with all these casinos getting all this money from gambling and then crack down this hard on a guy gambling in a game that he wasn't even a part exactly. of we need to get, get yeah, we need yeah, to get rid of it he, he, he did with Weedy, though, sometimes. I don't mean no disrespect to you, but sometimes you make dumb bets. He spent $1,500 on the fella. That's punishment in itself for me. <laughs> like, come on, man. Well, to be fair, $1,500 to him is probably like a dollar fifty to us so, as far as, yeah. like, in, income versus what your betting ratio. So, so I don't think that he has a gambling problem. A lot of people were out there saying that. It, and, then, no, and comparing no. him, as I said, to guys who were shaving points, that, that is so far from the same situation. And I'll say it one more time with these um, these umbrella terms that the NFL has. They need to do a better job using discretion. You should get more than six games for beating your wife or your kid or anything like that. You should be kicked out of the league. I think you should be thrown in prison, period. Uh, as a family man myself, if you, if you ever raise your hand to your wife or your child, I think you are a piece of human garbage and you have no business representing any kind of – company or anything nfl or whether it be a, i don't care if it's popeyes I, if i worked at a popeyes i wouldn't hire a guy that hit his, hit his wife for his kids but the nfl needs to use a better job of discretion in situations like this is the point i'm getting at no i, I agree with that uh i'm i'm a private detective so obviously i despise domestic violence i oppose it i don't agree with it but i will say this and i'm not saying this in a way where men should be knocking women out but i am a fan of men being defensive by themselves at some point in time, if you're in a situation with a woman, women tend to press buttons with you. So sometimes you have to defend yourself. So I'll just leave it at that. I'm not saying you need to cold cock somebody. That's not what I'm saying. But as far as these NFL players, like, you have too much money, bro. Like, I don't mean this or no harm. Yo, you can have a different woman on Monday and have a different woman on Tuesday. That's the mentality. So my point is, is that, like, you, sh- you should be staying out of that. You should be staying out of putting your hands on women. That's the terrible look. That's a, a terrible look if you're an NFL player. As I said, if 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 any field you're in, it, it, this goes away from sports. This is just something that shouldn't happen. And exactly. as far as the NFL players goes, I, like like Roger Goodell, I just think has failed time and time and time again with this. Uh, the Ray Rice situation, he got a two game suspension before the video came out, and they said, "Oh, we we didn't know it was that bad." It's like, well, no, you didn't know it was that bad, but you you knew that he went to to jail. You knew that he they went into that elevator together. And when they came out, she was unconscious. So you knew something bad happened in there, but it took you seeing the punch to all of a sudden say, oh, no, that's terrible. Like, you knew it was terrible. You could listen to the 911 call from the girl that Greg Hardy beat up and know that it's terrible. You don't need to see it happen to know that it's terrible. That's what I'm getting at with the end of They just could constantly make the wrong decision. And I I really hope that that Calvin Ridley – Calvin Ridley shouldn't be put in – Lumped in with guys like that. Like, yes, he no, made a bad no, decision, but no. he is not a terrible person. Yeah, exactly. He's not, he's not abusing anybody. He did something young, dumb, and stupid. To be honest with you, he did something that you and me would do. Me and you do all the time. It's just that our name isn't Calvin Ridley. As far as the uh, domestic violence, I just want to say this. I thought Greg Hardy should have been kicked out of the league forever. Now, eventually, he was semi-was, so that's good. But when that man, that woman was on the phone saying she thought she was going to die. Come on, bro. That's a whole different type of situation. Now, I ain't, I'm only 100 some pounds. Greg Hardy would have got the best of me. If I had to pick up something, I would have picked up something, and I wouldn't have thought twice about it. And, bro, you can't be – look, again, I'm all for men being defensive. You have to defend yourself. But killing somebody is not defending yourself, especially especially a woman. And that woman – you know these NFL players, bro. They want models. So, you know, she probably wasn't even 100 pounds. 
I would I'd be lying if I said I didn't take some kind of pleasure watching Greg Hardy get his ass beat in uh in the UFC. MMA, yeah, UFC, yeah. <laughs> that that is a little bit of uh of comeuppance for him. It's like, yeah, you want somebody bigger and stronger than you, like beating the snot out of you. Now, granted, but he's your, he's but stepping boy into a, wrong, into yeah. a sanctioned situation where obviously he's protected. So it's it's not even the same. Like he was putting that woman in a much worse situation. This is a situation that he put himself in, and you think you're Mr. Badass. You like to beat on ladies. Let's watch you get the crap kicked out of you. I, I, I do take a little bit of happiness in that, I have to admit. No, that, no, that was definitely good. Now, your, your boy did this wrong because he signed him. Jerry Jones should have never signed him. I don't give a damn how much you need a pass rusher. You don't sign him. There's no need to sign him. Well, like Jerry, said, Jerry, when, Jerry Jones has his own thing going on now with the with an illegitimate yeah, kid. So yeah, I, I don't yeah. think he is the uh, he has a moral compass that's that, that's too great. Obviously, I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, he happens to be the owner of the team. That doesn't mean that I am going to agree with everything he does. Uh, Greg Hardy signing being one of them. So, uh, yeah, he definitely shouldn't have done that. No doubt about that. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we hop off, Josh? No, nah, it's been a great week in trades. I hope the trades continue. I hope it's a trade to break the day. I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming the next big one is Jimmy G. Then we got free agency next week. Uh, just to touch on a few free agents before we go on it. I'm definitely interested to see where J.C. Jackson goes, Stephon Gilmore, Chandler Jones, uh, Allen Robinson, a couple of quarterbacks, Leonard Fournette. Interested to see where he goes. I'm interested to see if Gronk – I thought Gronk would retire by now. It looks like it looks like he's going to play next year. So I'm interested to see where he goes. It might be a two tight end set with him and Kittle and uh, Tom Brady playing quarterback for the Oh, my yeah, Everybody keeps saying that. I think that's done. <laughs> I – uh, I believe it's Tom Brady. Obviously, going to go with Tom Go, but I don't think Tom's coming If you look at the ceremonial retirements that guys like uh, Peyton Manning and Joe Montana had, and for Brady just do it in a post quietly, I, I, I don't think that he, the greatest quarterback of all time is going to go out like that. I think he's coming back. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I'm definitely a fan, but I just – I mean, come back and do what? Like, my, my question is, like, come back and do – like, what can he do? And be like, oh, all right, like, yeah, like, this is really going – like, people feel how they feel about him. Like, he is what he is. So, I felt like if they won the Super Bowl this past season, he could tell Giselle, look, I'm going for three. I ain't never won – I never won three in a row with Belichick. I do this with Bruce Arians. It's no debate. I'm the, I'm, I'm the greatest ever. Belichick ain't nothing. And I can go and retire after that. But they lost. So – him going to win a title with San Fran, but people were like, oh, yeah, you just joined the stack team. I think Tom Brady holds himself to no other standard but his own, and I, I think he's just, he loves the game. I don't think he knows anything else. He's not a guy that you're going to see jump in the booth and oh, be I a Tony Romo or be a Philip Rivers are talking about being in the booth. Troy Aikman, he's not going to be that. He's not going to come back and be a coach. Once Tom Brady is done playing, that we're, not, we're never going to see Tom Brady again. No, I agree with that. So I that mean, makes I mean, believe we'll see him, but we'll see him in different avenues other than obviously football. Yeah, I, I, and I think we're going to see him back for at least one more season with the San Francisco 49ers. I'm calling it now. Mm. I hope you're right. hope so. so. So that'll make you a, a San Francisco 49ers fan for next season. How, yeah, right. How, now, how, I'm, how would I'm you feel about that? Just like everybody. <laughs> All these free agents out here. But yeah, I would love it. I would love it. I believe if Brady was a quarterback, well, not even with San Fran. I believe if Tampa Bay got the ball back in that game, they would have won the Super Bowl. Uh, so. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening, uh, especially the way that, that the playoffs ended up playing out. You had uh, the sense that he wouldn't have had to play 
Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, which is what you thought we were on a collision course for. He is like, oh, really? <laughs> I get to play against the Bengals, this defense? Oh, my yeah. God. He was going to pick them apart. And Shaq Barrett and, and, and JPP and Tryon, they would have tore them that offensive line up. I mean, we saw what the Rams' uh, defensive front was able to do. I think the Buccaneers would have done something fairly yeah. similar. Uh, and and obviously, uh, Joe Mixon had a halfway decent game running the ball in the Super Bowl. He definitely would have done that uh, against the Buccaneers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you touched on a couple of the free agents. You mentioned J.C. Jackson. You mentioned Stephon Gilmore. Uh, one more thing before we hop off, just because this is something that I've uh, d- debated a little bit on Twitter. Obviously, those are two of the best cornerbacks in the league. Who do you think is the number one cornerback in the league? Because I have – a little bit of a dark horse answer, and not, not, not a lot of people seem to agree with me. The best corner to me is uh, Jalen Ramsey. Okay. Uh, Despite getting think, burned in the Super Bowl, that, that that didn't take anything away. No, I mean that's gonna happen. I mean you can't you can't touch like how you used to, and the receiver has a full advantage because he's running full speed at you. I've seen Mike Evans beat him. Uh, Brady's last touchdown pass was on Ramsey, so I I, I don't kill the cornerbacks because they get burned. Uh, do you st- let me say it like this? If you put the quarterback on the line, the technical test, they would rather not throw it to that side. It just so happened to be the receivers on that side. They would rather throw it to the other side. So I believe Jalen Rams is still the best corner in the league. So to me, uh, it's a guy who was on a terrible defense, but every time he goes up against a top receiver, he shuts them down. Uh, he shuts off a side of the field, just like somebody else who wore the same jersey. I'm talking about AJ Terrell of the Atlanta Falcons. I think he gets absolutely no love. And I know it's completely uh, out of context. There was no reason to bring it up. He's just been one of my favorite players in the league, and I have yet to mention him on on this podcast. So I just wanted to give him a shout-out. And uh, I think you are the best corner in football, A.J. Terrell, despite the fact that you're on a terrible defense. I I definitely think he's emerging. I can't say he's the best. I don't think he's better than Ball and Humphrey. Ooh. I don't. I just think he's on a bad. He's on a bad defense. There's not another defensive playmaker on that team. I watched him uh, against the Dallas Cowboys, and it seemed like whatever side he was on, we were throwing to the other one. Uh, yes, we lit up the Atlanta Falcons, but it was uh, no fault of AJ Terrell. I've watched him uh, closely. Definitely, uh, this last season, I had the uh, Falcons over win total, so I definitely tuned into a lot of Falcons games. Uh, ended up being a bad bet on my part, but uh, AJ Terrell quickly becoming one of my favorite players in the league. Yeah, he's definitely emerging, for sure. I definitely won't say he's not. It's just hard for me to say he's the best right now, but he's definitely coming, for sure. Gotcha. Just a little bit of a, a Twitter-style debate to close out here. Uh, just something that's been on my mind a little lately. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we hop off? No, sir, man. I just can't wait for the rest of these moves. And, you know, we'll be on here on the podcast to break them down, move by move. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to be joining a, a couple of other podcasts later this week. One to talk about exactly what we just talked about. It's another football podcast and then a college basketball podcast. So I'll be sure I'll be sure to post the name of the podcast and all that. So you guys can hear me talking on other people's podcasts uh, for the first time. I've never been a guest before. So I'm, I'm actually excited about that. Uh, yeah, any man. advice, Josh? Because you've been a guest uh, often on mine. Any advice for me going on other podcasts? Yeah, man, it's, it's good. Not the host. You're just chilling. You're just waiting for the questions <laughs> to be asked. and Just go at it from there. Okay, so it's a little easier. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Well, Josh, thanks as always for joining me, and I will catch you later on. Yes, sir, man. Good luck to you on the shows, man. Make sure you post them so I can listen. I definitely will do. Take care, man. You too.